This is the Saturday Morning Serial Podcast with your host, Amanda Ann. Hey, what's up, guys? Hope you all had a very good week. I know I felt like this week went slow for some reason, <laughs> but uh, hey, today is Saturday and we're going to be doing some soul searching. <laughs> Get it? Well, if you haven't, today's episode is going to focus on Disney Pixar's new movie, Soul. Uh, that came out on Christmas Day on Disney+. Plus. And according to the Nielsen chart, it was the most successful movie to be streamed over that week of the holiday season, and it even beat Wonder Woman. So, and if you knew in my previous podcast, pretty much a good thing. Now, I am a huge Pixar fan. For those who don't know me, I am totally obsessed with the movie Toy Story, Toy Story 2, Toy Story 3, and my favorite character is Jessie. So I have so much Toy Story stuff in my place that it's kind of (laughs) crazy. But anyway, so Soul was written and produced by the one and only Pete Docter. And you already know it's going to be good. He's a genius. He's worked on Toy Story 1. He was one of the founding fathers of Pixar. I actually also had the privilege of meeting him at Disney World back in 2015 with my friends. And that was a really unforgettable experience. So with that being said, let's dive into this review. So the story follows a character named Joe Gardner and his love and desire to be a professional musician, namely a pianist. We see him struggling to book a gig, and he even faces criticism from others, especially his own mother. Pretty much, you know, you're not going to make a living off doing that. You have to find a job, a full-time job to support yourself. And I I think we can all relate to that on some level that, you know, whether you want to be a singer or an actress. I know when I was, you know, in my high school years, I was really into theater. I wanted to be on Broadway. I still would love to one day maybe find my way in community theater off to the side, but there's just sometimes you got to admit defeat and come up with a backup plan. Some people are successful with acting, singing, etc. And then there's some that struggle. So, you know, take that as you will. But this movie really brings that thought to life, and I really resonated with that. Basically, Joe's life is abruptly cut short. He falls into a manhole and dies. (laughs) I know that sounds terrible, but we see him booking a gig, and he really thinks that this is it. This is is what he's always wanted. And right after he's celebrating, then, you know, lights out. That's when he dies. So we see him in the next scene going to the great beyond. And he's really confused and, you know, he's this little squiggly bulb of soul. (laughs) I really don't know how to describe it. So Joe manages to fall off the ledge of the, it's kind of like a conveyor belt that leads into the great beyond. And he finds himself in a kind of like a a pre-soul realm where these little baby souls, if you want to consider them babies, are preparing themselves to go to earth and become human. And so anyway, he finds himself in this realm of these little souls and he meets up with a soul named 22 voiced by Tina Fey. And she is pretty much, she's this, she brings it. She is so funny. And this little soul 22, she doesn't want to become a human. She takes extra measures to avoid going to earth. And it takes for someone like Joe, who later has to mentor her. 
and I'll explain that in a second. But it takes for him to finally show her that, you know, life can be a good thing to experience new things, etc. And overall, this whole movie just has a really great message of living life to the fullest, enjoying even the littlest things, even if it's a bite of pizza. <laughs> So like I mentioned, we have Tina Fey voicing 22, but we also have Jamie Foxx who voices Joe Gardner, and we also have Graham Norton. And all these voice actors, they are really great. They brought it to this movie, and Jamie Foxx especially, he was fantastic. You you could even just see him in in the character's facial expressions. You can see Jamie just bringing this character to life. One good thing about this movie, it has a lot of diversity in it. really focuses on the African-American culture. And I really, really, really appreciated how the whole movie looked, felt, and it was very, very respectful. And this past year on top of COVID, we had the Black Lives Matter movement, which is still going on and it will go on until something happens where equality is addressed. And this movie really came out at a good time. It was something we really needed. And it just, the whole story was just fantastic. It flowed really nicely. And of course, Pixar brings the emotional, personal factor to this movie, just like every other movie they've made, where, you know, you always have that warm, fuzzy, good feeling at the end of every movie they make. So somehow Joe finds his way as being a mentor to a new soul. And he is assigned to Mentor 22. And he's got to show her or him. Remember, there's no races or gender assigned to a particular soul yet. Anyway, he needs to show her just things. Like, you know, how to do this or how to do that. What pizza might taste like, etc. And in the meantime, he still is so desperate to get back to Earth. So they find themselves just... All of a sudden, on this adventure, they fall to Earth, and 22 becomes Joe in his body, and Joe becomes a cat. And this whole part was just, it was, there was a lot of comedy, but the balance between comedy and the just message of this whole story, they came together in the end. And it was just so great to see 22 in Joe's body enjoying, like a, you know, like I said, a slice of pizza or the little things. It was just, one of those movies that just really makes you stop and think. And I know I was like, whoa, (laughs) a lot of times during this. Now, one thing that I'm a huge fan of, and I actually have a degree, um, I focus on motion graphics and visual effects. So animation in this film was, of course, just beautifully done. But the rendering for me was it was right up there with Inside Out. And rendering just means, you know, lighting, putting it all together, creating imagery that is just breathtaking. And this film was so great with that. You could see the glow around the souls. You could see just the expressions in the characters' faces. And it was just the people looked like people. And everything about it was just, ugh. <laughs> I love it. So then also they what one another thing that just blew me away was they created these abstract characters named it was all these characters, but they had one name and that was Jerry. And it was just these abstract 2D animated figures, and it was just great to see them intermix these in a 3D realm. And that was one of the biggest highlights for me in this whole movie was that. 
let's talk about some of the Pixar Easter eggs that were in this film. I love looking for these Easter eggs in every Pixar film I see because they're always so out of shot that you have to really look. Um, there was one I did find on my own, and that was the Luxo lamp. So I actually had to look these up. So shout out to ScreenRant.com. This is where I found all the, I think they're all the Easter eggs, but there's the Pizza Planet truck. And of course, the A113, which is found in every movie, which is, you know, it could be on a driver's license plate or it could be like a door address, whatever. That's always in the movies, though. And we have the Luxo Junior Ball. And then, like I said, the Luxo Lamp. The 2319 um, is on a wall. And that's from Monsters Incorporated where, you know, that's their code for a child, contaminated child object. And then there was also one that is pretty missed. I mean, I wouldn't have seen it, but it was the P. Sherman address from Finding Nemo. Pixar, they've come out with these short movies. They're called Pixar Spark Shorts. And they are these five to six minute short films. And I mean, they can really pack a punch. There's some that I've just straight up cried on. You guys probably, if you've seen them, you know which one I'm talking about. But this one in particular, its name is Burrow. And it was... I think it was pretty much intended to be in front of Soul in theaters, but of course with COVID, they just threw both these movies on Disney+. Plus. So we did watch Burrow after Soul, and I was particularly really excited about this one because I'm a bunny owner, so I was really excited to see a bunny being the front center of a little film like this. And this little short, it was just a cute little illustrated 2D animation, and it was just about a little bunny trying to find his home, burrowing through the dirt, coming across different little animals, little critters along the way. And overall, it was just so cute. So that's, and that's just what I love about Pixar. You don't have to have words. You don't have to have, I mean, they made umbrellas have feelings. I mean, these shorts are great and they can tell just as much of a story in five minutes than sometimes in a two hour movie. And that's what I really love about Pixar. I know this podcast might have seemed a little short this week. Um, I mean, Soul has been out for almost a month now. So I'm kind of just trying to catch up on reviews and the like. So going forward, um, you know, we're going to be next week. I'll be talking about Disney Plus content, the new content we're going to be getting this next year. It's a very, very exciting two years coming up. And the content we're going to get is just going to be incredible. So that'll be next week. And please, please, please watch this movie. You will not regret it. You'll laugh and you might cry. Who knows? <laughs> anyway, I hope you guys have a good week and I will talk to you next time. Thank you. Bye.